1: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need, all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. And best of all, completely free. you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out Anchor.fm or download the app to get started.
3: Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb
2: Inquiries.
3: Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb
2: Hello, hello everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Big Dumb Inquiries. Today, I have my co-host with me, Mr. Kyle Rainey. Whenever he chooses to pop in, there he goes.
3: What's going on, brother? How's it going? How's it going? Great to be back. Another show. We're here, ready to kick some ass. Uh, and but, live as always. Oh, now, yes. Always live. Now we're always live. That's right uh and without further ado i'll bring in my guest tonight he is the renegade hindu he is the man the myth the legend mr amit what's going on brother
4: i'm good how are you guys
3: good man good good Good, to see you good to see you too what have you been up to man
4: nothing just interviewing people and uh, working on my next
2: topic based episode oh what's the next topic and who have you been interviewing lately
4: uh, next one, topic based episodes on the next NXIVM cult.
3: Oh, the, the, like the Hollywood, uh, sex cult type thing? Is that what? Yeah. Okay.
4: The hmm. Pete Veneary, the one that took place in Albany, New York.
3: Okay. I mean, it got taken down recently, didn't it?
4: Yeah, because the, he, him, and Allison Mack, who was part of that, who was the actor, actress, who was on, the show was she on, I forgot. They all got arrested, and they all are now in jail. They had their trial last year, and now they're all in jail.
3: Hmm. Well, I'm excited for that episode to come out. People, be sure Thank to but check it out. What's the name of your podcast, real quick, for people who uh, don't know?
4: I'm the host of Amit's Corner, where I talk about any topic that piqued my interest and interview people from all walks of life to hear their stories.
3: Perfect, perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Sh- Shane, I know we just went live uh, yesterday, but what's uh, – anything new?
2: Um, I can't think of anything at the moment. I mean, <laughs> I had a new episode that came out, but I'm sure when this comes out, I'll have another episode that came out the day before. But, you know, just just uh just doing business, you know? Cool. Make sure the podcast is going. How about yourself, bro? I know uh, you've been having some exciting stuff going on lately.
3: Uh, I, well, I guess so. I don't know. I've just been – been chilling. Uh, I didn't really do anything today except play uh, Star Wars Empire at War, that old uh, st- uh, real time strategy game that came out in like 2006 for the PC. Dude, uh, dude, I I played it when I was a kid for like a little bit, and I was like, man, this is great. And then I found it on Steam the other day, and I was like, oh shit, it's about to go down. So that's what I've been doing. I literally stopped like 10 minutes ago to get ready for the show. (laughs) So, and I might play all night tonight. My fiance is going to hate me, but who cares? It's a great game. Uh, But anyway, um, yeah, other than that, not too much going on. Everybody here watching, listening, whenever the, whatever the case may be. Thank you all so much for being here. Um, Yeah. Uh, Y'all want to just get right into the show? Yes, sir.
2: All right. Let's start with, uh... Okay. <laughs>
3: what do we want to do here, Shane?
2: Uh let's see. Who went first yesterday?
3: I don't you, um you? You. You went first. So I'll go first today. Sounds good. All right. So this is uh so you guys all know I love Bill Cosby. Um I've got the poster. <laughs> I've got the poster up behind me. Uh he's I think there's a lot uh that can be said about the man. Um, you know, the whole separate the art from the artist type thing, but either way, what he did was pretty fucked up. Um, but he was a, he was a very talented man, uh, very rich and powerful man. And, you know, the, I'll preface the clip just by saying that maybe some of the things that, you know, came out about him later were, uh, you know, kind of being put out there the whole time. So here, uh, with that, I will play my clip. Here we go. This is kind of creepy. I love
0: your neck, honey. Well, uh, it certainly is nice to see them work things out for themselves. They haven't worked anything out for themselves. It's my barbecue sauce. Your barbecue sauce. My barbecue sauce. Haven't you ever noticed after people have some of my barbecue sauce, after a while when it kicks in, they get all huggy-buggy? There's drugs in the barbecue sauce. Stop. I'm dead serious. (laughs) Haven't you ever noticed that after one of my barbecues and they have the sauce, People want to get right home? Let me tell you something else. I got a cup of it up on the night table. I got a cup of it, I said. Left it up there breathing. Why don't you give the chicken to these people that's going up and have some sauce?
5: So here's the rest of the chicken, you guys.
4: Uh. dogswo doc, I love this chicken Rudy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so actually when you when you play this clip on YouTube when you find it, you actually it it says you have to uh you know. Are you sure you want to watch this clip? Like it's got a warning and everything on it. That you got to click through. So, uh, <laughs> I'll throw it to you guys. I guess. What are your thoughts on
2: uh, on that? <laughs> Straightforward, man. All I can think of is there's drugs in the barbecue
4: sauce. I agree. Yeah, I got a different a different thing. Was he talking about dicks and sperm? For some reason, that's what I was getting. <laughs>
3: i mean oh the sauce yeah that that secret sauce yeah Uh, of Mm -hmm. course of course i mean uh but you know it's just so watching that and knowing what we know now it's very strange and it makes me think of how many of those women on set kind of knew what he was talking about like that one woman her laugh seemed very genuine right it doesn't seem like she was acting that loud laugh she did uh, when he said he had a cup by the by the night table. I mean, uh, it's just one. It's just odd because you can think of it like Thanksgiving dinner, right? Like, oh, you know, the sauce is really heavy there. You know, the, the chicken and the barbecue, you know, you're, you're eating a lot of food. So you get sleepy. But he wasn't implying like a sleepy. He was implying like a like a libido increase. Yeah. Yeah. Like people wanted to get home and, and get down and dirty after they, you know, have some of his special sauce so it's a little bit of ecstasy in the sauce crush it up real good (laughs) yeah ben woke what's up ben he's in the chat sometimes good to see you here he says uh wow that's creepy but accurate and man the cosby show had some shit yeah and i'll say i never really watched the cosby show uh all that much growing up uh i was more of a full house kind of guy i don't know if that's racist (laughs) i don't know if that's racist of me to say or not but um (laughs) i did like family matters that was uh, a good show um, but yeah, it's it's just odd that that was uh, oh Jeffrey Wilson uh, said of a uh, he said uh, some Spanish fly. I don't know if I should have brought that clip too. It's another clip of uh, uh, it's a bit a stand up bit from Cosby talking about this Spanish fly that uh, you know is m- makes the girls want you. It's some sort of drug joke, but uh, I'll find that for another time. But. Yeah, super creepy stuff. Uh, any any other thoughts on that? I mean, I I don't want to go super into the whole Cosby thing, but I just I've had I've had this clip on
2: the back burner for a while, and I I wanted to play it and see what you guys thought. Even his voice is creepy as hell in that. I'm just being honest with you. No, it wasn't agree. even like a sly like, ooh, yeah. It was more like <laughs> a I'm gonna <laughs> just creepy as shit, bro. Like <laughs> straight up.
4: <laughs> that that uh, facial expression he has is just creep. It creeped me out. Like he was like ready to like have an intimate relationship with one of
3: the cast members afterwards. Mm, yeah. Well, and then at the end too the kids start eating the barbecue sauce and he's like, "No, no, no, no." So I guess that's I mean it, it, I guess he maybe he's trying to
2: protect the kids. I don't know. But uh, that is that a redeeming quality? I don't know. But uh Would it still be creepy if it wasn't for the fact that a bunch of things came out about him? Because I feel like there's always these clips that they find with all these people who do creepy shit where it seems like they're kind of, like, saying it without saying it. But, like, was it scripted? Like, was that just some shit he was just rolling off the cuff? But either way, man, like, I'm curious if that would still spark the same red flags if it wasn't for the scandal coming out or if people would still be looking at it. Like, that's creepy as shit.
3: Yeah, and I wonder who wrote it, too. Like, I wonder if, like, Cosby wrote that bit himself or if... Uh, you know, one of the writers on the show wrote it. That's really interesting to think about
2: uh where where did that come from? like why did that that happen? <laughs> I think he adlipped it. that's the vibe I got from that because you know, like there's just like a certain way that people talk or you can tell they're just kind of talking off the top of their head like mm-hmm. that seemed like he adlipped that.
3: yeah, I could see it. I could see it. um but then uh yeah Jeff Jeffrey says art imitating life for real, dude for <laughs> real <laughs> that does life imitate art or does art imitate life? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, super strange. I uh, am curious. Uh, he, I mean, he's out now. That's another thing. He's uh, He got, like, mistrial or something like that. There were some procedural issues, and he's out of jail now. I think he's doing shows.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just to bring it up because it's been a hot minute, and I just remembered it. Do you guys remember that clip where he was going in or out of court, and he, like, turns back and stares directly at the camera? No. I remember oh, that man. a little bit it's like, he's just like walking and he does this like cartoon like turns around and like looks real quick and then pops back to walking. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Just spare the moment, but I'll, I'll send you the clip after the show. You'll, you'll probably get a laugh out of it too.
3: Yeah. I mean, the dude is, I mean, he's not in good health uh, now. I don't think he's just old, you know, but in his prime, dude, he was like the King of television. I mean, he was on, uh, had a lot of power with like the board of NBC, uh, you know, he. How old he, is he now? Oh, he's got to be in his eighties. I'd have to imagine seventies, eighties. But yeah, man, he he was a very powerful man. He could had a lot of sway in uh, particularly the black culture. You know, like what was permitted on TV or radio. Um, oh, Jeffrey's got some info for us. He says it was very well known in the Hollywood community that Cosby was a piece of shit. Him and people, people like him, are the rule, not the exception. Drew Barrymore. And, being passed around as a kid as an example yeah well with young actress actors and actresses in Hollywood too that we see that all the time but yeah it, who was it hannibal burris who put that out who like uh i guess blew the whistle on cosby i don't
2: I th- remember who i think did that's it, who it was
3: yeah because he got a lot of shit for it but you
2: know i think it was uh probably
6: you always better- got to look
2: out for the father type figures those always seem to be the ones that have like the creepy Intentions behind mm-hmm. it. Like, I don't know. Especially the ones that you see don't hang out with a lot of women. Like, definitely look out for those ones. Mm-hmm.
4: Also, he's 84 now.
3: 84. 84. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah, let him do it. I mean, at that point, geez, just, you know, I, I don't know. Do I'm not,
2: I don't want to, you know, if he tries to do anything, you can just push him over. He'll break a hip. He'll be fine. <laughs> Joe Biden style. <laughs> uh, and
3: I think, um what was I going to say? He, uh, I mean, even Joe Rogan on a few podcasts has had mentioned like, yeah, we all kind of knew back in the day that things were going. And so like a lot of people, like Jeffrey said, a lot of people knew and a lot of people got shit for not saying anything after the fact, when it, after it came out. So... But that um, comes
2: back to that, like people aren't necessarily going to believe you if they play that like father figure, because the general public is like, "Oh, why would they do that?" They're such a family-oriented person. Not looking into it, that like those are probably again like the ones you got to look out for. Yeah,
3: yeah. Anyway, just they're probably worried about the
2: backlash more so than anything that people weren't going to believe them. You know?
1: Yeah,
3: it's uh, <laughs> that's just a funny clip, man. It's it's not. I mean, it's funny in the fact that it's so fucked up. So uh, I guess if there's nothing else, we can uh, we can move on. I know that was it's kind of hard to rip on that for a while without having all the the details, but uh, you know the clip is funny nonetheless. So, um, <laughs> all right, uh, Amit, you've got two clips for us. Yeah, uh, I do.
4: So my question was, why do some guys think adult scenes in movies and in porn are real? Is it real or fake? Cause most of these guys on twitter especially think like this whole like adult thing doing porn scenes is real but if you really research and listen to other podcasts it's not like that you have to go through like so much um uh text like what they can uh, what both, both the male and female are not allowed to do with each other it's like a whole like behind the
3: scenes thing Okay, so which clip should I start with? Uh, How sex scenes are shot in movies or... Yeah, you can do that one first. All right, cool. Uh, Yes, okay, here here we go. All right, so that's the preface, and we'll get to it right here. I need to find the hotkey to screen share, but... Oh, see, look, it may be inappropriate. Here we go.
0: Woo. Ooh
7: from flesh-coloured underwear to concealed cushions. Capturing authentic-looking sex on camera isn't always straightforward. Some films intentionally feature dodgy intercourse to invoke humour. But for the genuinely romantic depictions, actors and directors can face a myriad of challenges. Film sets are often packed, demanding, and tiring a far cry from the sexy mood you see on screen. We caught up with a leading intimacy coordinator to find out how sex scenes are filmed in movies. Moviegoers generally accept that the first ever on-camera orgasm in a non-pornographic film was in the 1933 Czech film Ecstasy, a romantic drama starring Hedy Lamarr, but It's only in the last few years that a specified role to guide and coach actors for love scenes has become mainstream. One such coordinator is Ita O'Brien who worked on Netflix's Sex Education as well as HBO's Watchmen.
6: So an intimacy coordinator puts in place a um, structure that allows for agreement and consent of touch with intimate scenes and then a process that choreographs the intimate scenes clearly. Rehearsals start
7: with a series of exercises around consent of touch. May I hook you chest to chest? Yes,
6: you may. I put my arm (laughs) around your chest. I take a hold of your hand. I take your hand with my hand.
7: Ita will then block the scene with the actors closely discussing the motivations for each moment of sexual contact. She also encourages productions to create a positive on-set environment, and actors do need protecting, as love scenes often leave them vulnerable. Maria Schneider accused director Bernardo Bertolucci of emotionally assaulting her by insisting on a now-infamous rape scene in 1972's Last Tango in Paris, and Salma Hayek accused controversial producer Harvey Weinstein Mm. of insisting on a nude scene in Frida. The first season of Netflix's Sex Education, shot in 2018, was the network's first production to employ an intimacy coordinator. The show features a variety of intimate content, from masturbation to sexually charged confrontations.
6: We had to watch videos depicting different animals mating <laughs> rituals.
2: Lions, cats, dogs.
7: No bo. Bo. To protect the young cast from being naked on set, Iter devised a series of cushions made from lamb's wool.
6: This stuff is the equivalent of the um, stunt coordinator's crash mats. You can um, just give another barrier sort of by placing that in between, so it means that they can be lying on that sort of in positions and have it hidden. But I actually use this as well for a moment of, of um, simulated cunnilingus, so the actress is able to sit on, on that, and it really gives quite a strong, you know, and again, again, so sense of the dress under, over the top.
7: Actors can wear varying layers of flesh-coloured Hi. underwear held together with tape. Nipple pasties can be worn to cover breasts. And yes, they do even arrive in a headphone pouch.
6: The least that they will wear is this um, genitalia patch. Flesh-coloured pants stroke shorts or flesh-coloured shorts like that. So but this obviously then is a g-string for, or a dance belt for a man. So you've got again, you've got a good cup in here. Very often, of course, you do the wide shot first. Yeah, but in this it's actually better if you do the closer up so they can be more covered. And then you, they can really find the flow and the rhythm and the breath and feel completely comfortable. And then, like, oh yeah, okay, fine, we'll take the layer off and
7: <laughs> But for those fully frontal moments, female actors can also wear a merkin, which is an artificial cover for pubic hair. Oh. In an interview with the Law magazine, Kate Winslet said that producers made her one for her Oscar-winning turn in 2008's *The Reader*. Choreography and clothing are important ensuring the actors look like they're touching the right part of someone's body. But directors can also give the illusion of intercourse through camera movement or camera position.
3: <laughs> cheating the shot. Team America.
2: <laughs> That's great Actor that they
3: use that.
7: ...can also assist scenes by adding drama. If two people can't keep their hands off each other, why not add in a little thunder and lightning or get them soaked in the rain? Glycerin spray, <laughs> oil or water, can be added to the actor's skin to give them that sweaty look. And then there's a more extreme augmentation. Visual effects have been used to splice together the actor's face and their doubles nude body. In Lars von Trier's Nymphomaniac, actors' faces were superimposed on porn performers' bodies using CGI. And elements like props and music can be important. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ever watched the film great and fruit. thought it was just tacky or unconvincing? In the history of cinema, oh, there have been scene. some unnecessary additions of props like candle wax or ice cream. Or people proceeding to accurately fire guns whilst having sex. A sex scene can also be ruined by out-of-place music like the inclusion of Lena Cohen's Alleluia playing while Silk Spectre and Night Owl make love in 2009's Watchmen. Then there's a lovemaking that gets a weirdly paced edit, like the lustless, mechanical movements between Trinity and Neo in The Matrix Reloaded. An enthusiastic foreplay that is better than the main event. We're looking at you, Bella and Edward. Great movie. That's not to say that plain old bad acting doesn't sometimes influence the outcome. Actors here at Ito O'Brien's workshop may go away with a changed perspective on how to approach intimate encounters by putting a series of safeguards in place, being professional, and having fun.
3: All right. So, (laughs) well, I'll just say as an actor, uh, I've done uh not i haven't done any nude scenes like that in particular but the whole intimacy training uh it's very real it's very real uh it's very serious actors are very fickle people uh and you know I, you know they're very uh sensitive and emotional and uh vulnerable i guess and so the whole uh uh it it that that's very real in the industry for for sure uh that kind of training and things like that you know and I mean putting the actor's face on a body double it's like oh so the actor's too good to be naked on screen but they can just get a someone who's comfortable with it and put their face on it that's just I mean who's gonna if you're doing that then who's gonna know right what's
2: the difference I know Uh, that Game of Thrones scene got a lot of uh, shit for doing that too for whatever reason I mean I guess you know some people are just insecure and don't want their body on shit and other people don't really care. But you know, like I know that one got like torn apart for a hot minute about that one. Mm-hmm. Amit. Uh, so what, what's your kind of uh, conclu- like, I mean, we'll play
3: this next clip as well, but what's your kind of conclusion on, on that? Or, your, or at least your initial thoughts.
4: Oh, my initial thought is don't believe everything you see question and question things because a lot of things go on behind the scenes that both the female and the male need to agree on before they can proceed. To their job because porn is a job porn doing porn is some kind of a work and being an actor doing sex scenes is a job as well mm-hmm. so always be mindful that these people don't people need to these people are are um go through a list before they can move forward everybody needs to agree on from the directors to the actors and i think the producers they all need to get together and agree on this is what we cannot do and we what we can do.
3: Yeah, man. I mean, going through production meetings and stuff, even in a live theater setting, which is a little different than a movie set, same thing. It's very planned. Uh, there's a lot of magic that goes on, more so in movies than in, in live stage productions. But still, there's it's the whole uh, illusions of lighting, of sets, of effects. um and then in when in the movie industry you have special effects. You can have those costume pieces that you can then edit out later, things like that. What really got me was the fake the fake bush. The fake bush. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> I wanna myself. I wanna get one, dude. I wanna tuck and wear a fake bush. I think that'd be super <laughs> fun, dude. Just to freak someone out, like tuck, fake bush, so it looks like you got got a cute little <laughs> vagine and Would then you uh, fuck me.
2: I'd fuck me. I'd fuck. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, I gotta. We got, we're clipping it. We're clipping it.
2: <laughs> I'd fuck me. What's a timestamp on that 25 Take your take your girlfriend's robe and do that, do <laughs> Just be standing out front of your house doing that shit. dude, dude, dude. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. <laughs>
6: Jesus.
2: Okay.
3: Uh, so I know, uh, Jeffrey's in the, in the chat and, uh, uh, he, he's an actor as well. Uh, and he says, it's a testament to actors and directors that make sex scenes seem real. I'm an actor that has been on a few sets. It's take after take after take with a very crowded set. Yeah. Imagine doing that. In front of a bunch of people, you got lighting guys, you got sound guys, you got assistants, you got all kinds of people on the movie set. Uh, And you got to keep doing that shit over and over and over again till you get it right. Um, But I really did like the... uh, The ca- Team America scene, because really that's how, like, I think Team America, the, the guys who made that, the South Park guys, were kind of making fun of how sex scenes are filmed, and then they just took it way too far with, like, the, you know, the blowjobs. I mean, the puppets fucking is just the best. It's probably the one of the most fucking hilarious sex scenes of all time.
2: It's got to be number one, actually, that's been on, like, you know, in the movies for sure. Oh, 100%.
3: So Amit, so but, your next clip has to do with actual porn. That's uh, so So uh, you, this video's on YouTube. So hopefully YouTube doesn't uh, take us out, but we'll we'll see. Let me pull this next one up.
2: When you prefaced the question, I kind of got scared of what the clips might actually be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, someone. <laughs> All
3: right, here we go. Here's this next clip. And, it's just the porn. Uh, He's like, "See how fake it is? See how fake it is? Yeah, look at that big fat <laughs> cock. That's so."
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's so fake no cock looks like that no cock looks like that <laughs> see that moan nobody moans like that <laughs> uh, so I've heard
4: I listen to a podcast that the, the moaning part that the women do is sometimes real and sometimes fake like they're told to do the moaning part so they can have the shots better
3: well, I mean, I'll t- I mean, the sound is what does it for me. I mean, obviously not the fake shit like that. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. That doesn't do it for me, but a real moan. Yeah, that's that's not too bad. So. All right. So this is your uh,
4: next a clip. Long, so you might want to like. Yeah. Well,
3: um, You sent us such long <laughs> clips. Uh, OK, so I will just play a few minutes of it and then we'll we'll maybe we'll jump around. Let's see how it goes
1: we've had accidents on set as well there are lots of sex accidents that happen Ooh, some are minor dick. a scuffed knee or or uh, someone being too vigorous with a blowjob and you know kind of biting a little bit and uh, and sometimes guys get shit on
3: they get shit on okay
1: I didn't decide to be a porn director. I wanted to be a filmmaker. I just wanted to, to make films. Always wanted to make films. <laughs> uh, I was at the London Film. Well, what a tragedy.
3: <laughs> Imagine your hopes and dreams, dude. <laughs> I want to be a filmmaker. I'm next to Steven Spielberg. And you're literally holding cameras over dudes' buttholes. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> That's where you end up?
1: Uh, we'll continue. Film school. Graduated from there, and a colleague of mine was working for this company called Relish, um, and he said, "Come along for an interview to be an assistant editor." And I was like, "At the porn place?" He said, "Yeah, come along. You probably won't get it because there's lots of other people coming with more experience. But it's good to have an interview fresh out of the film school." And I said, "Okay, makes sense." I went down and uh, spoke with the the bosses there. And then they had me edit for 20 minutes hardcore porn, which if you're not used to that kind of thing (laughs) at about 10.30 in the morning, it really wakes you up. (laughs) And I had a sneaky look at what the previous guy had edited. He'd edited all of the acting bits leading up to the sex in this scene that we had to work with. And I figured they know that we can edit just normal stuff. I thought, okay, I'm going to start at the blow job and just work my way forward from there. (laughs) About 20 minutes later, uh, one of the bosses, Harry, comes in and says, okay, Dick, how are you getting on? And I say, whoa, whoa, just hold on. I'm just building up to a crescendo. Let me just put these clips down. And they drag me (laughs) off the computer, send me home. And a couple of days later, I get a phone call from my friend saying, do you want the job? You 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 look up past the camera and you see two removed the first film the first f- the co- film. then uh, uh let's see I'm sorry, i wanted to, let's see. Is the job of a they had to drag director.
2: me away from the screen um, i think i was, gonna, I was mostly
1: on my job entails telling people what to do like there is just i'm just a normal director for the first half of the day we're usually uh dealing with a script and acting and dialogue and I'm just telling people where to go, what to do. Let's do it like this. Can you do it a little differently? Maybe if you're feeling like this. I'm also cameraman for these things. So, oh, God. And lighting as well, so cinematography. And then the second half of the day is when we're shooting the sex. And directing that is a little different. I... The less I have to say, the better the scene is. If, if they're two professionals, and they know exactly what they're doing. I don't really need to say a whole lot. I might just say, well, oh, just bring that leg down here. Or sorry, can you just go back to this <laughs> position? Just do that again. Because you need to get into weird positions where you're opening to the camera. So you're not doing it for you. You're doing it for the camera. So okay. you have to sort of open your body up, not make sure that you're not hiding anything.
3: That's what they call uh, in acting. They call that cheating out right so on stage whenever you're uh, uh, let's say let's say me and Shane we' on stage together and we're looking at each other talking what you do is you, you kind of turn your body like at least 45 degrees out uh, to uh, towards the audience or in this case the camera because you're not doing it for, you and Shane or I I shouldn't have used me and Shane in this analogy because it's a porn thing, but I'm saying on stage, if we're doing a scene or acting or whatever, it's called cheating out. So you're cheating out to the camera. All
1: right. And a lot of guys will get, they know that and they'll sort of put their arm here and that Uh looks awkward. So I'll have to just put your arm down because you don't want to look like a teapot when you're sort of doing it, but you'll probably see it now when you, when you watch um, any porn scenes, you'll see the guy sort of with his hand here like this and like this. Okay, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was all about opening up for the camera instead of enjoying it. Noise, um, it's really weird if the performers aren't making a sound at all, just gets a bit creepy and everyone's like, oh my god, this is too much like real sex, can you make it a bit like <laughs> fake, please?
6: The size matter for a male porn star.
1: Only a bit. It needs to be big enough that you can actually get into these positions and show, It almost like you need just to show all these positions and show penetration. So if you have a small penis, you just can't get into the, the into the positions that look good for, for camera. And just that's the it, really.
3: Just the tip.
6: What is usually <laughs> the atmosphere like on the set of a porn
1: film? Uh, it's very relaxed. Um, it's very especially are uh, working with and uh, and with through and all these naked in, in like a rubber nurses it oh, God. and <laughs> opens it and then takes out this metal rod what and grabs his and just starts putting it Oh, God. Oh, right. no, no, uh, okay. I'm no. Okay, Amit, I'm going to have to, have to stop <laughs> this, dude. It's That's okay.
2: <laughs> We're done
3: after metal riding the tip of your dick. Oh, my God. Okay, Amit. Wa- okay, I'm going to watch this clip in full later. Um, I just don't want to get dinged for playing the whole thing, because I was interested. I was into it, uh, but... I like what he said about, you know, the whole turning out thing. Like you're not doing it for you, you're doing it for the camera, right? So it's not what real sex is like. It's not, you know, how these things work. And for most of us guys here, we don't have the giant penises to be able to get into those positions. Uh, you know, like I said last night, I mean this is six inches. This is you I mean Six
2: inches is huge. What are you talking about?
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying it's it's weird stuff. Um And uh, what are y'all's thoughts on that clip?
2: I mean, I I was going to say it after the end of the first clip too, but like considering how much production value is behind it and how much you have to fake it to get different camera angles, like I definitely think that as the whole sex scene and adult scene is like growing, it's making it so that like people have unreal expectations of what they're actually doing because they're watching these movies and all this shit. Yeah. And then trying to mimic it and honestly it's like it's only it's not for you that's why like you're watching porn you try to do it and it's like it's uncomfortable as shit it's because again like you were saying it's not for you it's for the camera
3: yeah i think one time i tried to convince my fiance, like hey we should try this and we both like hurt ourselves
2: (laughs) (laughs) i've been there too bro
3: like like these people are athletes all right this is this is like like let's say basketball or football is like the men's like elite of the elite of athletes uh, you know, for females, I mean, no one watches the N- WNBA, let's be honest. But for female, it's porn, right? And if you can perform, I mean, it is at a serious athletic feat to do some of these things that they do. Uh, I personally like the ones where it's a, a a larger woman, not like fat or anything, but just like a large, like tall woman who can pick up the smaller man upside <laughs> down and do this. <laughs> like that.
2: <laughs> The only difference is, instead of putting shots in your ass, you're putting a metal rod in your dick. Oh, God. 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 (laughs) And I'm sure regular Q-tips. Like, let's just be honest. (laughs) Shane, what the fuck is wrong with you? You son of a bitch. All right, clip it. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. That sounds fucking awful. Like, just over that, like, yeah, like... You get all the s you could possibly imagine, but regularly we have to stick a cotton swab in your well, dick. and That's most like a would you rather? <laughs> also, also when it comes to the female
4: performers, I've listened that they have to wear some protection inside their hole where they have the penetration in case they don't get like any like STDs or anything. Also, they've also they also need to get checked before they can perform, so they have to go get. Checked out. I don't know what the details about that is, but you need to get. I want this check before they can go shoot. It's a whole like process that people don't seem to understand, which they need to because porn isn't real; it's acting.
2: Yeah, bad yeah. acting, but definitely yeah. acting. Well, yeah.
3: and so what? Do you, so now, okay, let's let's kind of take this in another direction. So with with the advent of OnlyFans, right? Like real amateur porn, like couples you know single people shoving all kinds of stuff up their butts uh you know for for some serious cash I mean I think more so than what porn stars actually make these uh these amateurs or porn stars just going over to these or this putting, other platform
4: or putting gas up in a jog and then selling it to the fans
3: oh yeah like fart oh. in a jar yeah dude, you can make some serious mm-hmm. cash but I'm just saying these so do you think that's changing the industry at all because it just seems to be like you know uh kind of a POV point of view uh, shots most of the time with a, a couple.
4: I, I believe, sorry to interrupt you, I believe so because I do follow some adult stars and they mentioned that they like doing OnlyFans more than working for big porn production industries because they get to make more money and I don't know the details how much they get paid taken out of them but they rather prefer working on their own material for their fans and yeah. some of those fans are like assessed with them um,
3: Big money. Yeah, You could do, they just do the pay-per-views and everything like that. I, mean,
2: I hate to relate it to podcasting, but it's probably <laughs> the equal of like going from radio to podcasting. You know what I mean? It's just like it's the new media. And then from podcasting. watching big production porn anymore because nobody likes that shit.
3: And then podcasting to Patreon.
2: <laughs> yeah, there you go.
3: Hey, I've, I've actually <laughs> thought about putting the podcast on OnlyFans because OnlyFans was never intended to be a porn thing. It really wasn't. It was like... You know, the big thing was like I think what got it started was like uh, people doing like cooking shows, like sharing their I thought recipes. It was
2: supposed to be for like artists and stuff too, to be able to share their like digital content. people yeah. have to like pay to be able to see it. So that's it what it to be for like artists too. That's what it
3: was for. But of course, the pussy took over all of it. And I think even the, like the top some like out of the top ten OnlyFans like uh you know money makers, I think like four of them are dudes. I mean, these dudes are raking in some serious cash. Uh, and these female, I mean, serious cash, but it's an oversaturated market. I mean, now you got, you know, your neighbor from high school doing OnlyFans making like $8 a month and she's doing some, but the girls who make a lot of money probably don't do some that crazy shit. But those girls at the bottom of the, of the percentages, whatever. Who don't have maybe that, um, that many things? They're doing all kinds of stuff, dude. They they will blow you away, uh, just because I think out of desperation to make some fucking money, they, they they made it seem like anybody could do OnlyFans. But just like with podcasting, it oversaturates the market, and you know the the cream rises to the top, quite literally.
2: Um, I mean, <laughs> take into consideration too that once you upload on OnlyFans. You know, like, say you have kids or some shit, it's only a matter of time before their schoolmates end up finding that shit, and then they got you sticking a million things up your ass. Or your boss finds it. Yeah, or your boss finds it, and then they, like, you know how awkward that would be to have an interaction with your boss after your boss saw a bunch of weird videos of you sticking things in every one of your orifices? I felt weird after my boss listened to one of my podcasts. (laughs) I was like, I
3: felt so violated.
2: Now just imagine if your dick was out.
3: Oh God. Thank God. (laughs) So I guess with that, I mean, shit, we could, I could talk about this stuff all night. It's, uh, I was going to say though, uh, you mentioned the, the performers having to get, you know, you said they can get all the ass they want, but I think most male performers are bisexual because you get paid men, uh, male performers get paid more for gay scenes. So, uh, most male porn stars probably do some weird weird shit and think about it too most there's only a there's probably a handful of male porn stars out there compared to the female porn stars so the men they really get
4: i've seen seen more females than males i think they're like i don't know their names but they're like like, i think like four of them and they're more and the rest are just female
3: yeah there's like five main guys i know their nicknames like two-tone malone Reddit knows what I'm talking about when I say Two-Tone Malone. Uh, It's a guy whose dick is both black and white, and uh, he's very popular. Oh, I'll send you a video, Shane. Don't worry about it. No, I don't want to see a video. (laughs)
2: I'm good.
3: (laughs) Great stuff. Great stuff. Anyway. Check out this
2: guy's dick.
3: (laughs) Well, and also think about with porn, right? Our generation has seen more dicks than our grandparents have seen anything. I mean, we've seen more dicks and vaginas than anything, but probably more dicks than any, I, we've seen more dicks than anybody, right? How many dicks have you seen? I can't, I can't tell you. I don't know.
2: That's like something I try to mentally block out.
3: Yeah, you do. You do try <laughs> to keep that, keep that to uh, the, you just the outer put, recesses. Put your of, hand
2: <laughs> in the way of the screen. You just, you know, see the part that you want to see. Oh, it's, I
3: mean, it's, it's fine.
2: <laughs> Dude, it makes it so much worse too. Like when they have the dude's face. Because it's like, uh, you don't even want to see the dude. And then as soon as they show the face, you're just like, God damn it. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> why can't you just remain a faceless dick? <laughs>
3: well, that's, and that's why he said like, uh, you know, the, the guys, they don't, uh, you know, they don't want to see see the guy. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's fascinating,
2: dude. It's- Relating back to another uh, another movie by the guys who make uh, South Park, have you guys seen Orgasmo? Mm-mm. No. No. Oh my god! They make a movie where it's like a porno superhero, and there's this part where every single time this one dude goes to bang because he's like a Mormon and doesn't want to bang, or wait, he's a yeah Mormon. They uh yell stunt dick, and some big fucking dude comes in. That's like I think he's like a black guy or some shit like that. Like just it's fucking hilarious. (laughs) A stunt dick. Okay. Stunt dick. Stunt cock. I'm sure they got that going on too, that they have like people that can't act in porn and then they have people that are good at fucking, but they can't actually like, you know, so they probably have people that switch off, you know what I mean? Especially if they're not showing the face and shit.
3: That's entirely possible. I could, I could see that also.
2: So. Or somebody's a really good actor, but they're not big enough to get those angles. You know, <laughs> they can just be the face actor. They switch them out, and they just have them for the face. Just deep fake it, dude. That's all you got to do, <laughs> dude. But porno, I don't think that they have that much like revenue to do that.
3: I disagree, dude. It's bigger. It's the biggest industry. I mean, think Amateur about your porn, though. An, an I feel average like that's where it's at. An like, average big porno, not so much. An average porn video gets like millions of views in like a matter of a week. But then, like, even the biggest YouTube channels. Uh, and even like network television and stuff doesn't get as many views as porn. So I think uh, they they make a lot of money off your data. They make a lot of money off advertisements, and then of course subscriptions, OnlyFans, things like that. So I think I think it's a much bigger industry than people would like to believe. Yeah, I agree with Kyle. I agree with you. It's it's insane, dude. There's so much money in it. Think about all the people that have been involved in it. Uh, I mean, it's made people's careers. Look at you, make Card- all
2: that money off people watching like two minutes too.
3: Yeah, I mean, I only need thirty seconds, but still, they still get my uh,
2: <laughs> two they minutes st- tops. They, they still they make you the money, the feel and then once the scene starts.
3: <laughs> all right. Well, we should probably move on. Uh, Amit, thank you for those clips. Uh, I will go back and watch that one uh, because also the we you know there's the whole aspect of porn like you know, not good for you health. It's not good for anybody. It's not healthy. Uh, and I, I say I'm guilty of it. I I watch porn. Uh, it's not good. It's not, uh, healthy. It's, it's not good for your soul. It's free for reason. Uh, most places. And, uh, so yeah, just, you know, be wary guys, try not to, I know it's hard for a lot of people. So if, uh, you know,
4: it's a slow sucking energy
3: type of thing. It literally sucks your soul. And then when you give it your seed, you lose that kind of energy too. So, uh, no, not November all year round. And, uh, I mean, don't even, (laughs) don't even, uh, sleep with your significant other. Just hold that shit in and go to the gym. Uh, So, okay. Well, Shane, uh,
2: (laughs) what's, uh, what you want to preface your clip, brother? Okay. So I guess I definitely have to preface it before we actually start it. So, the question is, are certain shortages intended for population control? And the reason I say that is when this clip plays, you'll notice that it mentions a couple things. Tampons. And just the combination of these different things they mentioned kind of put two and two together in my head. So I guess I'll get your guys' take, and then I'll put my input on it.
3: So is it um, – do these shortages have to do with
2: population control? Here we go. Yep. Tampons are the latest addition to the growing <laughs> list of out-of-stock items in states all across the country. Supply chain problems have left many shelves sparse and the products have become more expensive, making it equally hard to find affordable alternatives. My colleague Lisa Desjardins looks into what's behind this latest shortage.
8: Overlapping with the ongoing baby formula shortage, Scarcity of some tampon products across the country is driving more consumer frustration. To explain what's happening here, I'm joined by Sharon Turlop of The Wall Street Journal. Sharon, Americans know by now we've had supply chain issues up and down the product line for consumers. But why in particular with tampons? What's going on?
5: Sure. It's a case of there's... Problems all over, and it's, you know, just some of them happen to hit tampons. But part of this is because it's an industry that's dominated by one very large player, Procter & Gamble. They ran into some bumps, and then the number two player, Edgewell, had a very specific kind of tampon-related supply chain issue. And so all of a sudden, there there are a lot of brands that just aren't available, which, you know, as any, any woman who's used a tampon knows, you want your brand and, and what you're comfortable with.
8: Does this have to do with supply coming from outside the United States of, of what goes into making tampons?
5: Sure. I mean, tampons, they, they seem simple, but they're actually pretty complicated and regulated. They're regulated as a medical device by the FDA, so not anyone can make them. They're made out of what we would call a non-woven, which are sheet that are kind of used together. So they're a, a complicated and pretty high-tech product. So they're the kind of thing that when there's supply chain issues they're more likely to be affected.
8: Hmm. Now, Walgreens told us in a statement that their pharmacies are, quote, experiencing some temporary brand-specific shortages in certain geographies. So, have prices gone up everywhere? And where exactly are there shortages right now?
5: Sure, prices have gone up everywhere. So, every company that makes tampons, all the big companies have raised prices just as part of inflation supply chain issues. But what we saw in the data is there's regional shortages that you are you're more severe than others. And a lot of it just has to do with you know it can be as specific as to the store or it may be a brand. Um, so it's it's not widespread, but it's widespread enough that it it seems fairly severe.
8: You know, this is the second major product that we've seen used by women and by anyone who can get pregnant, including transgender and non-binary people. Oh,
3: God, Shane.
8: Coincidentally, this kind of shortage and baby formula. (laughs) Or is there some sort of lack of priority on these items, or maybe just too few companies that make them?
5: Yeah, I mean, certainly there is... uh there's the issue of too few companies making these products earlier this year, there was an issue of diapers. So I think that even added particularly to parents, of course, you know, not only women, but, um, Uh to parents, Mm -hmm. part of it is the nature of the item as it's an essential item, but unlike medication, it doesn't have the same kind of urgent emergency status that you might see for some others face masks, vaccines, Um, you know, you have diaper banks and and at diaper banks, you can sometimes get tampons, but but it's not, um, it doesn't have the same kind of urgency that some other essential items might have.
8: I know many people want to know how long is this going to last? How long are people going to have to juggle, sort of make do, and uh, perhaps not get the products that they need?
5: Sure, and you know the companies have said they feel like they're getting closer. The you know the the supply's improving. I think we saw last year a lot right. in a lot of cases companies predicted an end to shortage, and they were wrong. So nobody's going to predict that. But in the last couple of months, supply has improved, and so I think you'll see improvement in the next couple of months barring something unforeseen, which of course is, you know, no way no one can bet on that right now.
8: Sharon Turlap of the wall street journal. We-
3: All right. Okay. I'm not going to go first. That clip. Yeah. You son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> uh, Amit, why don't you take it away, brother? Okay.
4: Here's my thing. How many people missed the work in the last two years for this supply chain is supply chain issue to happen because most of these things are made in like Asia or locally. How many people miss work for two years? That this whole thing happened now this whole shortage issue that's what i that's what i got from the video nobody's explaining that they all bring all oh, inflation's up and shortages but how many workers missed work the last years and had to miss like this year who got the you know what
6: mm-hmm. and got sick from it yeah we didn't,
4: have the, we didn't have the whole pandemic we wouldn't have been in this situation right now that we're in with everything going up in prices and shortages and all that stuff.
3: Well, and that clip, this clip we just played, is from June 18th of 2022. So, this is just a, like a week ago. And this bitch is still working from home. I mean, the news <laughs> people are still working from home. Get the
2: fuck, get your ass to the studio, you lazy motherfuckers. Come on now. Oh, I, I, I also guess- <laughs> want to make a connection, to that I was thinking. So, if the tampons are having a shortage... The way to for people to like have less periods would be to go on birth control. So that's where I was making that connection into uh population control is because it's like forcing people in a way to start using birth control as a means to but not have to need tampons as often.
3: But with like what Amit said with the, the, the you know what, the what some people are calling the lollipop that's you know, mandated and mandatory in many places, is causing many of these women, uh both young and old, you know, To either uh, come out of menopause or start puberty too early. So, to me, that would mean we need more tampons, right? Mm -hmm. Like the demand is up for tampons because you got 90 year old grandmas bleeding out their their coochie uh, and they haven't done that in 50 years. So, what's going on? So, um, uh, that's another thing is like, why this product? Why is this? It seems to be uh, any products that have to do with a vagine are uh on the are on the short supply i mean we've got even
2: like essential family items too like the diapers and the formula that's That's another thing that make people second guess having kids is being worried about not having supply of those two things also
4: oh okay the formula thing if you guys read the ingredients back of these uh formulas you wouldn't want to give it to your child at all i don't want to digress the conversation but if you look at the ingredients you wouldn't want to um like give anyone any babies that kind of thing. I personally got, I personally got formula milk when I was a weak child, Emma, because my mom told me about it. Because I was very stubborn, of drinking regular milk. But I'll digress, and I'll let you guys continue.
3: Oh no, I mean, I I agree, but I I do think there are some uh, there's some necessity for formula. I was talking to a, a family member recently who just had a baby, and I asked, I said, are you are you breastfeeding? Because I know that she had been struggling. Uh, getting formula. So I said, "Are you breastfeeding?" And she said, "I tried, but I'm not producing enough milk to feed this big ass baby. I mean, this baby's huge. He's fucking growing like a like a monster. That's, that's another problem. So also, sometimes women, you need. There are certain formula brands that are 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 good, from what I've heard, are go- mostly good. Um. So, but Shane, you have kids. What are your what's what's your thoughts on the whole formula thing?
2: Um, I mean, I've been looking for alternatives. Luckily, I'm at the point where my son can start eating like whole foods. Or not solids. whole foods, but, you know, like mushed foods. Mm-hmm. So I've been kind of just kind of pushing towards that anyways. But uh, I'm just talking about for the fact of like anybody that, you know, can't breastfeed, for example, like you were saying, or people that aren't able to do it because, say, they work like a labor job or something like that, where they can't stop and pump every hour if they do need to. Um, like you got to have other options. And it seems like the only options right now are formula And uh, whatever the fucking weird shit that Bill Gates is trying to make, which I definitely wouldn't (laughs) trust. So, like, just looking at it from, like, a normal person's perspective, like, you're looking at all these things that just seem like it's very hard to, like, start a family or have a family. So that's why I keep going back to the, like, population control with all these shortages. I'm sure there's other stuff linked to it, but I definitely think that just because of the sequence of these... It's trying to because we've already know they're trying to push away from the family unit and the whole concept of people having more kids and having families. And I also think that what we talked about yesterday with the Roe uh, versus Way thing, that that's also kind of pushing that agenda, too, because now people don't want to have sex because they're scared of it. And you sent me an article right after the show because I said that. Um, where it said that Gen Z is starting to like be scared to get intimate, so like just the combination of all of these things, I think, are coming together to dude. make it so that they want they'll you know come out with some type of like virtual sex thing and everybody's gonna hop on that because then there's no fear of STDs, oh, there's no fear of getting like pregnant.
4: They have a sex robot. I don't have you guys heard the story? They released a sex robot, or they oh, they've had one? they've had them, yeah.
3: dude. They've been they're, they're just getting better and better. I mean, I mean personally, uh, I, I'd oh, like to try oh, it oh, just yeah, for fun. Stuff, so
4: going back to the porn thing. They also have virtual
2: Cornell. Yep. Yeah. VR porn. I, I was more so talking about like where two people can connect together, kind of a thing. What's, like that, a, what's movie? that movie called? Demolition yeah. Man. Demolition yep, like Man. Demolition Man. Where Something they, like that. they
3: fuck through the, the helmets, right? Like he's like thinking, like he comes from the past, right? So he's like, oh, we're going to, you know, he's th- he, this girl takes him back to the, her house and he's like, oh, we're about to get it on. And he like goes to touch her and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Put this on. And he puts this helmet on and they like have a whole. Uh, intercourse without ever touching. It's just through the mind. Uh, but, I mean, g- both of you guys, what you've touched on, I think it's a, a big... I think this is the, the big agenda, as Jeffrey in the chat says, eugenics, baby, and Georgia Guidestones' son. I love it. Um, yeah, this is what they want. They don't want us reproducing. Uh, they don't want us um, raising the next generation. I,
4: um, I also read an article a few months back that they're already planning on doing... Um, like babies like you
6: know embryos like artificial embryos mm-hmm. are the next thing
3: they're gonna CRISPR. Do. CRISPR, yeah. yeah. I mean like custom it's like it's literally will be like when you play Skyrim and you uh pick your stats for your uh character, you know, you can have like X amount of strength, X amount of height, X amount of uh whatever, you know, and then like that's what crisper is. It's literally like just making your baby. Uh, and, and when as, you
2: do that, too, it goes into the whole thing where it's only certain people can have kids or something like you can't have a kid unless you're a good citizen. You have your vaccine. Social credit you do this, score. You do that. Yeah. You have a good social credit score. So that just opens up a whole other can of worms dude. of problems.
3: And as Jeffrey says, they won't need any more abortions because many will be sterilized from the boop boop. Uh, Dude's I, thinking that,
2: about that, too. Another, that, dude, think, oh, my God. Did I God. mention on the show? Sorry, (laughs) I'll just let you go because I'll just keep going on this shit.
3: No, I I, I was just going to do the same thing. I mean, think about this too. So all these things that you mentioned, right, to like stop people like Gen Z not wanting to have sex now because of Roe v. Wade, all this stuff and the the shortages and things like that. What if they're just prepping our minds and our actions to, you know, maybe not have kids because so many people won't actually be able to. To have kids because of uh the what we've seen in the last uh, two years, right? So I mean, there was that TV show that I we maybe talked about on the show called Utopia, where they fake a, a an illness and then they uh, release the a, a, a cure, but the cure is actually the the weapon. Um, it's I mean, and, and it, the it's not to kill people, but it's to sterilize three generations to slow Earth's population. So, but then you look at uh, someone sent me a clip today. Maybe it was in the Gaze for Ukraine chat about uh, like John Lennon saying like overpopulation is BS back in the 70s or 80s or whenever. Like that's BS. Uh, even Elon Musk says no, that's a lie. We need more people. We don't have enough people now, uh, and we need to replace the people that we're gonna lose. I mean, I I was
2: having this argument with somebody at work today about that, that they say that everything's so overpopulated. And I'm like, yeah, it's because everybody's living in one area for a city. Like, mm -hmm. you know how much area of the world is unpopulated? The problem is everybody thinks we're overpopulated because they're living in areas where there's way too fucking many people for that small of an area.
3: Just drive. I mean, go from. (laughs) I live in Texas, dude. Literally, unless you're in Dallas, Fort Worth, which is two major cities and they call it a Metroplex because it's two major cities with a ton of suburbs and areas in between, right? It feels overpopulated there. You're like, Oh my God, kill all these people. The traffic sucks too many people. But at the same time, there's not enough people to work all the jobs that are available in that location, right? Like there's not enough people wanting to work at the, in the service industry or whatever. But I'm just saying in Texas, just in Texas, I can drive an hour South, uh, an hour and a half South to Lubbock. And there's fucking nothing.
2: Fucking nothing. That's even nothing. how Michigan is. There's, like, Michigan's a the same area. way. So You go, way. like, 20 miles out, and there, actually, I think there's, like, probably, like, a good a couple handfuls of cities, and it's, like, 20 miles out from each of those cities is where everything's, you know, suburban and shit, and then it's just all, like, rural farm looking areas. Like, the mm-hmm. UP, bro, there's practically fucking nothing in Michigan.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even in uh, California, too, there's large swaths of California that are... Just n- nature or farm, farmlands. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they are. There, uh, I think someone did the calculations and they said everybody on earth could, could, and I, I'm i assuming they, they put families together because I don't know if this would work for, for everybody, but if you took every, you know, family unit or whatever uh, and put them all in Texas, everybody would have a, a, a three bed, two bath house with like an acre lot, right? Like there's mm-hmm. enough room just in Texas and re, I think resources too for everybody, just in Texas, which is why I love Texas. Fuck off, everybody else. I love Texas. <laughs> it has its problems, but we'll get through it. But I'm just saying, I think the whole overpopulation, the thing, the climate change, and we're gonna get so many flags on this video. <laughs> we're saying all the keywords here, uh, but I mean digging deep. It's it's ridiculous, dude. I think it's all just to make us feel like John Lennon said in that clip of, that I I think you guys have seen, like just to make us fearful. Uh, that scarcity mindset, we we have to, you know, there's abundance everywhere, dude. You could, just got to find it.
2: hmm honestly.
3: Uh, and, and just to go to the chat for a bit, Jeffrey, uh, who's the fucking go? If you guys don't know Jeffrey Wilson, check him out. Uh, Agenda 21 slash 2030, and then uh, they want to push everybody into mega smart cities. They frown
2: on self-sufficiency. Got to tag and track you. Uh, that's so right. Move out to the fucking country, baby. That's why they make it illegal to be completely off grid. You have to have at least one kind of tap in, be it power, water, whatever the fuck is, cuz they still want to be able to keep tabs on you.
3: Mm-hmm. Like let's just
2: be honest about that shit. Even if you own the land, they still want you to be connected to something.
3: Mhm. Absolutely. Well, but- gentlemen, any any other thoughts on anything we spoke of tonight? I mean, shit, we could go deep on this for hours, but it's a short I actually show.
2: Actually do have a uh, wild card question today from Provo Kid.
3: Oh, Provo Kid. What's up, brother? Uh hey, real quick though. Provo Kid The dude uh, has a book. He's got a book that he compiled. uh, And uh, I got the book, and I'm going to read it. So uh, shout out to Provo Kid. He's a fucking genius. I I was literally talking to my fiance tonight. I was like, man, look at Provo Kid. He's such a nice guy. He gave me all this cool stuff. He's an artist. He does all this cool stuff. And I was like, he might be a Fed. And she was like, oh, he... (laughs) was like oh he probably is if he you know if he's being like sending you all this stuff and like all this. I was like oh, is this a manifesto like what's he sending me here so I'm just I, I don't either way I don't text care items I, I don't care <laughs> I love the guy he's fantastic shout out to the provo kid what's the wild card for tonight brother
2: well I guess it was directed towards Amit, but we can all kind of answer it uh do you think veganism is a psyop to weaken the population
4: uh, absolutely I agree with that 100 thousand percent. I've been saying
2: that too. I
4: I used to be a vegan for four years never do it. It destroys your mental health and your physical health. And I'm still getting over that whole not eating meat for like four years. I finally started eating meat and I finally felt a little better. My sweet's gotten better. I don't get stressed a lot. I can handle stress more. And it's overall like working out. It's gotten a lot better.
2: Never. I can say, too, that everybody I know that's a vegan has health issues, and they're always talking about how their stomach's fucked up and just all these other combinations, but, too. Oh yeah. But they'll also tell you.
4: I, I deal with uh, colitis, and that's one of the mistake I did doing the plant-based diet. It fucked up my stomach badly. Like, I used to get bloating and all that stuff, and I eat all those plant-based burgers and all that shit. Never do it.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the whole point of, uh, I guess the sales pitch of, of veganism and plant-based diets and stuff is, uh, you know, uh, it's good for your health and, and the environment. It's great for all of it. And I think all of those things are, are not true because as Shane said, every vegan person I know is fickle, weak, and has some sort of autoimmune de- like deficiency. Like they're, they're not healthy. Um, and then it's not good for the environment either. I mean, no matter where you get your food from plants, animals, whatever, it's going to have some impact on the environment. It's all about the balance, right? If you can grow your own food, great. If you can harvest your own, whatever that's, that's even better, uh, shop locally. I don't, I mean all these things, but it, it definitely is some sort of, uh, Uh, plan like just the the amount of propaganda we've seen like that movie what the health or whatever like I mean all these things it's like you got Arnold Schwarzenegger who's a literally a fucking Nazi if you ask me you know Mm. telling you that he succeeded on a vegan diet I'm like bull fucking shit dude baby diet diet and
4: all that all the all the um things people do to get really big yeah
3: It's not a vegan diet if you incorporate baby's blood. Let's just be honest here, okay?
2: (laughs) I mean, shit, dude. Looking at it from, like, the most natural way possible. Like, people are omnivores, so we're supposed to be eating both. And, I mean, I'm not saying that what they, the way they slaughter animals may not be fucked up, but, like, the way the world works is that animals kill other animals to eat. At the root of it, we're apex predators, so that's what we're going to do. And, unfortunately, like, we've, kind of adapted to kind of doing it fucked up ways rather than like killing the an animal ourselves and then mm-hmm. having that connection with it and respecting it, which is extremely unfortunate. But oh, like dude. realistically the way the world works and the way that populations are controlled, even naturally in like the woods is because animals eat other animals. That's just the natural way of it. Yeah. Well,
4: but that, that's something people don't understand that what you just said, animals eat other animals. They can not get that process into their brain.
2: I mean, it's
3: I'll like, tell, I'll tell like, can... wait. go, go ahead. ahead. No. Okay. Um, as you said, Shane, like that, into killing it yourself, I mean, dude, I, I, it changed my perception of, of food when I killed those deer this last year to, uh, um, you know, to provide some meat, meat for the, for the family. I mean, really changed my perception on food and everything like that. So I try to only buy my meat now locally from a guy I know, or, you know, a, a place that, you know, seems to be good. And it's interesting too. I don't, um, uh, I I know you're, you're Hindu, but, I, the, I believe it's the Muslims, uh, Islam that uh, do what's called Halal so the butcher shop that I go to actually um, they had a whole I think for Passover or something they had a for like weeks it was like almost all Halal meat and I was like I finally asked them I was like what is Halal meat and they're like oh it's the same meat it's just how it's processed and it's been blessed by a, a Islamic priest and I was like yeah.
6: oh okay also,
4: also Hinduism we don't need um, cows we worship them Well, my logic is people drink milk, which comes from cows. So I don't know how you're worshiping a cow if you're going to drink the milk that comes from the animal.
2: Um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I know that specifically with, like, chai tea, when people that were Hindu would, like, drink milk, they're seeing it as, like, they were not hurting the animal, but, like, taking something sacred from the animal. And it was intended for ceremonies. That's
4: what my parents say, they say, and I'm like, how? Like, that doesn't, how can that philosophy word you guys are against cows but you still drink the milk from the animal that's not, not not worshiping or getting good luck or whatever from the animal hmm.
3: interest i mean that's an interesting thought um but with the halal meat it was basically just um yeah it's like jeffrey said just said in the chat it's like kosher it's just like how they slaughter it they drain all the blood out before they butcher it and they hang it upside down slice its throat all that stuff and then um uh uh, See, I,
2: I was going to say too. my, uh, my grandma was hundred percent Cherokee. So she kind of put this idea in me that you don't waste meat because it was another life that had to get put down in order for you to eat. So, I mean, even if you do have to get your meat, like from a standard place, like just have a different mindset of it in a sense, and just like respect where it's coming from mm-hmm. and don't waste it because, you know, you do have to consider that something died in order to have that. So, you know, don't, don't waste your food anyways, but especially don't waste meat because you know. It's the a best, another uh, fucking thing, you know,
3: the, one of the best arguments that I've heard for veganism and kind of like what you said, like, uh, it, you know, the life or whatever. Uh, it was like a, a gym guy. It's like a meme or whatever. Like this gym guy is working out and his buddy's telling him how he's a vegan. And he's like, well, dude, those, that meat was the cow's gains. Like that was the cow's gains. You can't take that from that cow. And so then he convinced his gym bro to stop eating meat. But it's like, yeah, I get that. Like, sure, the cow or the elk or the deer or the whatever worked hard to build up that muscle in the wild, let's say, I guess. But it's it's still, like, you, you have to just treat it differently, right?
2: Yeah, like, I'm not saying don't eat it. I'm just saying, like, respect the source. On
3: anything, dude.
2: On anything. Yeah.
3: Anything. That apple, I mean, the farmers who fucking grow your fucking food,
2: those guys fucking work harder than anybody. I mean, it's not an easy job. Yeah, that's a sun up to sun down kind of job. Even if you do have a whole staff, depending on how big your farm is, too. I feel like a country song is about to start playing.
3: Well, guys, uh, anything else before we uh, do our plugs and get out of here? Uh, no. No? anything? Yeah. Nothing? Well, guys, this was a great show. It was a lot of fun. Uh, for people watching uh, live, we'll be back tomorrow night, I think. Same time for another not
2: tomorrow, but it would be the following day because our show for tomorrow, uh, they, we had a reschedule at that guest, but we'll be back on Thursday.
3: Okay, we'll be back on Thursday then. Maybe we'll do a beer review tomorrow. Mm. Uh, we'll see. I might get in trouble if I keep doing this. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, Amit, brother, thank you so much for coming on, dude. Uh, I believe I'm coming on your show uh, in August. That's and uh, you know you're welcome on my show anytime Oh, send
4: me the invite, I'll come on. All right. oh, Same you. comes
3: this way, too. We'll make it happen. Um, but, Amit, where can people find your show?
4: Oh, my podcast. You can find podcast on major platforms like Apple and Spotify and, I think, Google Podcast. And you can follow me on Instagram. That's Amits Corner. That's A-M-I-T-S underscore corner. And thank you for having me.
3: Absolutely. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Uh, th- uh, quick uh, Before we go to Shane, quick shout-out to Jeffrey Wilson. Uh. Great guy, uh, podcast legend. If you don't know him, uh, you just look up Jeffrey Wilson. You'll you'll find all kinds of stuff. He's uh, he's a goat. He's a he's a legend, and uh, appreciate him for uh, coming on the show. Uh, he says, check out that podcast network, all caps. Uh, that's the name of his podcast network. There's a bunch of shows on there. Uh, and he's got, uh, like his, his newer show is, uh, it's called, it's me speaking to you. Uh, so check that out. Jeffrey Wilson, the goat, uh, of the game. And then I'll pass it off to my brother, Shane. What's going
8: on?
2: Just, uh, to make it quick and easy. I guess, uh, anybody wants to come and check out increase of our reality. Um, I'm available across all pla- podcasting platforms that you choose to use for the most part. And, uh, if you'd like merch, you want to donate to the show, um you want to come find me on instagram and come bullshit with me whatever uh quick and easy it's all under one link and you'll find all the tabs uh l-i-n-k-t-r period e -E -E slash increase of our reality podcast now i'm passing off to mr kyle
3: all right and uh yeah i'm kyle with the big dumb podcast and uh if you're here just go ahead and subscribe to the youtube channel and uh, hit like you know comment all that stuff and uh if you're listening on the audio feed be sure to uh Uh, Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, even though those aren't my major platforms that people listen to me on. It just helps with the algorithms, and uh, yeah, I'm on all major podcast podcast platforms, just look up the Big Dumb Podcast, I'll finally be popping up, and uh, yeah, big announcements coming soon from uh, Shane and I, some big things coming this, I think later this week, maybe the end of this week, we'll announce it, uh, but it's going to be really fun, really cool, and also, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be doing some stuff uh, on Twitch, I think soon, like maybe some gaming and stuff, I actually went live on Twitch today, playing that Star Wars game, so if anyone's uh, like a gamer or whatever. I'm
4: probably play baseball. I'm going to be the show.
3: Oh shit. MLB <laughs> in the house. Well, uh, so I'm just saying I, I'm trying to do new things, trying to branch out and not just do uh, podcast content, but all kinds of content, whether that be social media, video games, uh, videos, whatever. I'm trying to do it all uh, just for fun. Uh, and if you want to support the show, there are ways to do that, do that in the links in the description of this show. Uh, but Gentlemen, this was a wonderful show. I think uh, we got some uh, great clips out of it, as especially after the the great clip we got last night about boofing uranium. Uh, so uh, I'll, I'll pull some clips from this show tonight and put those out, and uh, it'll just kind of help promote everything. But gentlemen, this was fun, guys. I do appreciate you, and uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll see you on the flip side. Have a good night,
2: everybody. Good night, good night everyone.
3: Good night. Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb
2: Inquiries.
3: Big Dumb Inquiries. Big Dumb Inquiries.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Sandwich.